How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Third Line Plug Sensecast. I am your host, Taylor Gibson. Joining me, as always, from the tropical metropolis of Calgary, Alberta, my co-host, Tim Jensey. Tim, it's been a week, but how you doing? It's been more than a week, but uh, been pretty good, pretty good. Yeah? How did your tournament go in Rochester, New York? I lost, but then again, everyone lost, so... Well, everyone but one person lost, so it's the way she goes. Fuck the way she goes, eh, bud? Yeah, no kidding. So i got to say, Tim, you know, one of the great things about starting this podcast, outside of getting to talk to yourself and hating on Cody CC every week, is the people that we've gotten a chance to chat with or meet as a result of the show. And our guest this week is no exception. Our guest this week is a writer for the blogs The Fourth Line Podcast and Nosebleed Sports, as well as holds the elusive title of guest co-host for the Third Line Plug Sensecast. Whoa. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us from the city of draft lottery champions known as Edmonton, Alberta, our guest, Joseph... St. Tamora. Joseph, welcome back to the show. How's it going, man? It was good, man. Hey, did you ever get any uh, backlash for that city of draft lottery champions thing? Absolutely not. I have gotten no <laughs> hate mail, no letter bombs, no nothing. Just well, remind, mean, me to know it's get, true. remind me to get your address before we hang up so I can send you one. <laughs> yeah, so uh, my address is uh, at Calgary, Alberta. <laughs> so joseph before we head into the questions let's talk a little bit of the sense because at the time of this recording ottawa is currently one game below 500 at seven eight and three with the real solid play of chris Tenary and dylan DeMillo, the bounce back season for craig anderson the surprise of max lajoie and the meteoric rise of thomas shabbat so given how the season has gone so far how have the sense met your expectations that you had for them at the beginning of the year. You know, I still find myself cursing at the TV when I watch the games, but to be honest with you, they are doing better than I thought. I was expecting them to be probably three wins. That was kind of what I was looking at, three wins at this point. Okay. Yeah, because I know when uh, the season started for me, I said just dilute that pick enough that I don't care. And I think we talked about that last week, but – Given that maybe some people didn't listen to last week's episode, that's why I had to bring this up in the interview. Yeah, no Jack Hughes for Colorado. Bam. There you go. As now we long, have to go on. Sorry, Tim, go ahead. Yeah, as long as we don't win that pick, I think it's a the season went well enough. <laughs> so, Joseph, we got to talk about a little bit about that Sens Uber ride video that blew up last week. Given the PR nightmare that the Sens went through last season. This is really the last thing that we've needed to become a thing. And I know that you and I spoke about this off the record last week, but what are your thoughts of the video and the reaction from social media <clears throat> it has caused? Well, here's the thing. This is a team that's already really vulnerable where they're at, and then this comes out. Um, from my understanding, there was actually a second part of the video that was never released. But here's my thoughts on, on this video. Every athlete does this every sports franchise and every sporting league does this the only difference is the sands got caught by an uber driver in phoenix um so at the end of the day i mean i curse the uber driver because you know 
caused a little bit of controversy. But I think, honestly, within the league itself, nobody was surprised. Within the organization, uh, it probably wasn't as big of a deal as the media is making it out to be there. Honestly, I do believe they buried it under. It's done. But you know what? I do kind of praise the Sens for one thing, is that they put the kibosh on that real quick. And even before their game versus Tampa Bay last week, they took the seven guys in that video and locked them in a room with the coaching staff, and they ironed it all out. Yeah, I mean, that's what you got to do, right? You got to be like, hey, listen, what's your problem? Here's our problem. Hash it out. Figure out, you know, what's going on, and let's all kiss, make up, kumbaya. Mm-hmm, exactly. But the thing is, what they were saying in that video is essentially what we as fans, and even since Twitter's been saying for the last couple of seasons, because I agree, like, their special teams has been the drizzling shits over the last couple of seasons. Right, and they brought in Boucher, who's supposed to be a power play specialist, and, I mean, our power play has been anything but special. Uh, everyone's thinking it, and our power play, our PK is at the bottom of the shitter, and uh, five on five, we're doing okay, but everyone knows that without a good PK, without a good power play, you're not going anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then, what are your thoughts about how the sense kind of they put the kibosh on it quick, but then uh, it seems like they keep falling over themselves in uh, dealing with the media, like banning reporters and that sort of stuff. Like, just keep keep on dragging this out. Now, if I'm not wrong, the reporter that was banned was the reporter that actually published a video. Am I correct? Um, yes, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was Ken Warren. Okay, so how do you expect an organization to react? I mean, you're going to publish a video that you know is going to be damaging. At the end of the day, you're just doing your job. But I think you hear so often of all these stories of all these guys in media who've had backdoor conversations and stories with players that were never published. And I think this should have been one of them. I think this is something that, you know, he never should have put out there. And at the end of the day, I, I'm with the sense, man, ban him. I mean, you're just, you're, you're punching a hole in something that's already not very solid. Yeah, I got no problem with it. I know he was just doing his job, but I got no problem with this. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think about the Sens banning... Uh, the fuck's his name? He uh, does all the games for TSN. He's one of the sideline reporters. Was that Ken Warren? Did I call the wrong person Ken Warren? No, no, I that was the you... writer. Uh... Yeah. Why but yeah, the TSN guy. That makes Brent sense Wallace, that's who I'm talking about. Well, they banned Brent Wallace from their <laughs> charter because he confronted Melnick at the outdoor game. Yeah, well, how do you ban TSN? That's like the the like the American equivalent of banning somebody from ESPN. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a bit more on a national level. I mean, you can't really ban TSN from from a, from a flight. I mean, how do they even manage that? But yeah, that that's not as cool. That's I mean, that it is what it is. But I wouldn't have done that personally, and I don't. I, I didn't. Yeah, no. Yeah, absolutely. So a question I always love asking whenever we have somebody on, or even somebody who reaches out to us on social media, given that you've already brought this up last week, but for the people who didn't hear it, how did you come across the Third Line Plug Sensecast? Followed you guys on Twitter. I saw you guys on Twitter, and I listened to an episode. I'm like, this is really cool. In in a totally respectful way, it was the coolest thing in the world is to listen to to guys who know their hockey, and, and they're amateur guys. Like You're not professional radio guys. 
And it's just really fun to listen to guys like you guys because you're, you're basically saying what the fans are thinking. Uh, unlike the professional guys on the radio like Bob McKenzie and all these other guys with their podcasts, they can't always say exactly what's on their minds. Guys like us, we have no fucking rules. We can do whatever we want. Yeah, exactly. And I always believe that if you make it entertaining enough, people will come. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So as we said at the top, you're currently a writer for the Fourth Line Podcast and Nosebleed Sports. And I know that I asked Trevor Shackles this question when we had him on. So what inspired you to get into writing? I found that my I had a lot of the same opinions as other people, but I always had minor things that I disagreed with. Um, and there's also been a lot of times where I've had completely different opinions from other people where I've caused uh, huge debates, controversy, arguments. Um, I've been banned by certain people on their social media. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's a matter of me wanting to say what I want to say, and people are going to love it, people are going to hate it, and I think it's fun. I mean, it's just not even about so much being creative, but just about getting out what you want to say and seeing how many people actually agree with you. you you'd be surprised how many people who, who aren't celebrities, who aren't big-timers, are still kind of worried about saying what they actually think, what they actually feel on certain subjects. And then a guy like me, some average schmuck, comes out and just says some crazy shit, and they're just like, man, that's exactly what I wanted to say. Yeah, but even if you have backlash from, say, the people you're writing for, do you still feel that need to give those opinions? Yes, 100%. There's there's no way around it. I'm going to say what I got to say. I mean, there's plenty of amateur writing websites out there that would probably take me. I love the guys I'm with now, and, I mean, they've not once told me Hey, man, you can't say that. So, I mean, so far, man, everything's great. Because mm-hmm. I know at one time I flirted with the idea of being a blogger, but I just didn't know how I felt about the idea of some site coming to me and be like, hey, you can't say this or you can't say that, even though I feel it, right? And that's why I decided to go to podcasting where I can say and do whatever I want. And I'm not going to hear from anybody. Podcast is the ultimate. I'm going to do and say what I want to say. And, and I love that. I think the writing for me is it gives me time to really think about it. And if I'm really pissed off at something, it also gives me time to stew or it gives me time to calm down. And then, you know, instead of dropping the F-bomb, I can find a more intelligent way of telling, you know, saying this player is a fucking idiot. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I know that I always see your Twitter. And I'm just like, okay, that's a hot <laughs> take. And that's that. And I'm like, ooh, oh, boy. Yeah, I, I tend to go a little off on Twitter. I, I have been warned about some of my tweets before. I'm not going to say from which website, but I've been warned about some of my tweets before. So, <laughs> Yeah, I don't... Well, I mean, especially if you're associated with them, right? And they want to try and curvey this image of this kind of website. So, yeah, tweets like that would be like, yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, I, mean, I never say anything inappropriate or offensive or anything like that. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a piece of shit, but... I mean, I when it comes to sports, I have my opinions, and sometimes I come off a little strong. And like I said, it's been more my choice words that I've been told to just be careful with what I do. Okay. So another question that I know we asked Trevor as well when he was on is your creative process when it comes to your blog posts. <coughs> what is your creative process or approach to blog posts? Are you somebody who can sit down and write, or are you somebody who has to let things stew and form before you write? Uh, well, I remember my first article, I was told 
uh, kind of between 1,600, 1,800 words is kind of what they're looking for. And then I sat there and I started typing away. And then uh, when I Googled, you know, count my words and I put it in there, I was at uh, 3,700 words. And I was like, holy crap. So I'm definitely one of those people that I'll, I'll just write. And then I'll find a topic that I want to write about. I'll do my research, you know, do all the check out the statistics and just I, do everything I got to do. And then I'll sit down and I'll write everything I want to say. Awesome. And I know in the past that you, I mean, we have talked online about the idea of even doing podcasting. And is that something you're still interested in trying to get into? That's definitely something that uh, I'm going to be looking into. I know last week we talked about me doing a Red Blocks and Sens website. Um, I have a buddy here. He's a diehard Oilers fan um, and Eskies fan. And like you said, nobody bats a thousand. But um, we're kind of playing doing our own podcast where it's just going to be like a, an Ontario, Alberta thing. Uh, speaking of, you know, CFL and, and NHL and just go from there. We haven't really put too much together. But over the last week, we've talked about doing something like that. Awesome. So there's no concrete timeline of when that might be happening? No, we're still flirting with it. It's just a matter of our work schedules. I'm about to be a dad. Uh, just, I guess we'll have to kind of see where, where it lands. I mean, I'm looking to, like I said, get a website together in the CFL offseason for Red Blacks. Um, and, I mean, depending on how much time I have, then I might reevaluate and just change the website to a whole other shebang with my buddy and, expand from there okay yeah definitely keep us posted if that happens yeah absolutely and it's funny that you mentioned that you you're going to become a dad because and i know that we talked about this last week with you and your fiance expecting your first child shortly are you going to be taking a break from blogging or are your your posts going to be less infrequent no i mean already my posts have been uh less frequent than they used to be uh just because of dealing with a whole lot of stuff. I'm getting the nursery together, just, you know, doing a whole bunch of stuff. But I think um, we've established that I need my time. She needs her time. And, you know, I'll be doing the dad thing. She'll be doing the mom thing. And I'll be writing during my time. So I, I think I'll still be writing as much. And if anything, I might try and uh, get myself some getaway time and put some extra time in. <laughs> awesome. So, Tim, do you have any questions for Joseph before we head into rapid fire? Uh, yeah. The first one is, uh, how does it feel sitting in a warm seat? In a warm seat? <laughs> what do you mean? I think you know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no. Just, first question, that's cold-blooded, yep. Tim. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, Tim, he's never going to come back after this, isn't he? <laughs> oh, of course I am. Of course I am. Now, the thing is, I'm actually not sure if you mean in my personal life or if you mean sports-wise. No, I seat. mean... Like shitting myself? Shitting myself, that's, <laughs> that's, that's important. That happens now, no. uh, the joke was uh, just coming in and doing an episode, just doing an episode in my stead. Like, how, how was that? Was it Yeah, fun? literally, yeah. So, shitting myself. That's exactly <laughs> what I meant. Uh. <laughs> I... I it was it was terrifying. I won't lie. I've never done anything radio or podcast. I did uh, like a three minute segment before uh, somewhere else. But I mean, to do a full episode, yeah, I uh, I was pretty petrified for the first little bit, and eventually got more comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I know yeah. even on my end, that I tried to keep you try to keep it simple for you because I know that it was your first experience doing a podcast, and that's why on my end I was like, okay, just keep it simple for him. Don't try to over 
overcomplicate it. Just try and simplify it, streamline it, so we can both do this. Yeah, exactly. And I was trying not to disturb the fiance when I uh, when I yelled the hot Sam Bacho thing. I went upstairs. She's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> Just be like, "Honey, but it's hot Sam Bacho." That's pretty much what I said. <laughs> the- you know, that's essential though. Let's what? not kid around there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's good about it. Yeah, and to be fair, like Tay and I were pretty rough uh, when we first started. Like, uh, I think somewhere in the back channel, we released our first practice episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was probably one year in. Exactly. Yeah, and there's quite a bit of dead air if you really listen. I didn't yeah. Edit. Yeah. <laughs> I, you, there's always going to be dead air, but yeah, the editing's probably essential. <laughs> yeah, I guess like the that. other thing is just... Yeah, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, the other thing I was kind of aiming to ask is just uh, when you're writing for diff- when you're writing for different publications, uh, do, you, do you find you change your voice a bit, or is there a way to manage it? Do you find that it's you're looking at different pieces and it's like, oh, this will fit for nosebleed. Well, this will more fit for fourth line, that sort of thing. Yeah. With nosebleed, I try to, besides the articles that they're, that they're asking me my input in, I, I try and keep it more towards the Canadian content. They're very American uh, website. Um, so I try to promote all the Canadian teams as much as I can, as opposed to uh, the fourth line podcast. They're they're pretty easy. I could just kind of write whatever I want. But uh, I mean, unless somebody else has written about it recently, then they'll be like, "Hey, someone else wrote about something like this." But it's just about doing your research, being like, "Hey, no one's written about this in a little while about this team, so I'm going to go ahead and do this." Right? So. Hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. Okay, I'm easy. I'm done with questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joseph, since we got all the questions out of the way, do you could you humor us with a little segment called Rapid Fire? Let's do it. Okay, so for those who don't know, Rapid Fire was a segment started on the Jay and Dan podcast when they were down in Los Angeles working for Fox. However, since they've made the transition back to TSN, they have abandoned the idea. So I've decided to take the idea and claim it as my own. (laughs) Sounds fun. And and we're going to start off with the first question, and that is, best drinking establishment in Edmonton? Uh, Best drinking establishment, uh, Urban Tavern. Okay. What is one thing you would recommend to see or do in Edmonton that isn't a tourist trap? Cool. Um, go to the casino at the new arena. Okay. I would have accepted anything but the West Edmonton Mall. I, I know what, man. I went to the West Edmonton Mall once and I'll never go back. Oh, it's so bad. For a decade and he said the same thing. Yeah. One time I've been. One time. Never again. Greatest senator not named, Eric Carlson or Daniel Alfredson? Ooh. I'm going to have to go with Alfredson. No, no, I said greatest senator not named. What do you mean not named? Not Wait, named not... Alfredson or Carlson. So oh, you can't choose them. sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, Patrick Laleem. I'll accept that answer. Is Thomas Shabbat a beautiful man? Absolutely. Absolutely. He's tall. He's got the nice long hair. He's got that French accent. Uh, nothing sexier than that. <laughs> uh, favorite Brady Kachuk moment? 
Um, actually, watching last night's game, having him run over uh, three Florida Panthers players in the span of 30 seconds, I was just like, well, there's a dump truck if I've ever seen one. <laughs> well, he is the real American. Right? He's a Tachak, man. <laughs> exactly. If you had to do the Amazing Race and you had to choose between Danny Heatley or Alexi Yashin as your partner, who would it be and why? I would go on the Survivor. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'd probably go with Danny Healy. I feel like he's, well, obviously he's younger, but I feel like he's probably still in better shape. Um, his English is better, and he's probably a little bit smarter. Now, in fairness, when I was thinking about this question, I wanted to ask about Robin Leonard or Ray Emery, but that's kind of a mute point seeing that Ray Emery passed away this summer. Yeah, but you know what? I still would have picked Emery. I think it would have still been a good question. Emery's a as a fighter, so is Leonard, but I think Emery more has the has more of the survival skills. Had. And the final question: Will Daniel Alderson return home to become owner of the Ottawa Senators? Well, if you're religious, pray. If you're not, then hope you're lucky. But no, I I, I don't think so. I think it's a it's a lot of it's a lot to take on financially and you know, he has two young kids and the responsibilities behind it, not just financially, just in general. I think it, it would be a lot. I mean, maybe, maybe down the future when his kids are a little bit older, it, depending on where the franchise is at, does he get, you know, financial partners? Who knows? But I don't think you see that anytime soon. Do you see him more as a minority than a majority owner? Hmm. Um, no, I think he would try and, and he would try and go majority. He would want to be the face of the ownership. Well, I mean, he could do that even if he's the minority. You could have, and I and I bring it back to WCW and wrestling. I say, be like WCW where you had Ted Turner, who was the money guy, and Eric Bischoff, who was the face of the company. Yeah, I guess that's a fair it's a fair point. I still think you would want to be majority. I mean. Why else would you want to go on ownership of a franchise that doesn't make money? Like, it, Ottawa just doesn't <laughs> make much money. So you, if you're going to go there, you're, you're going to want to be the majority guy, control everything, try and bring in more money. And honestly, if I think it's just the the visuals of it. When you look at it, if you see Daniel Alveson is the majority owner, I think more people are going to want to back that with money. Mm-hmm. That's, that's fair. I mean, I would back the Ottawa Senators with anybody that isn't named Eugene Melnick. Yeah, but see, we used to say that before Melnick became the owner, right? And then for God knows how many years, things were kind of calm. And, and, you know, Melnick was, like, not in the media. And he, he built decent teams with the internal cap. It's just over the last few years, man, the shit really hit the fan. I mean, unless Alfredson is the next owner, I, I it's going to happen all over again. The city needs to really get behind the team. Yeah, but how do you do that with all the bad PR that this team has <clears> done <throat> over the last couple of years, though? Yeah, but, I, I mean, go to the game. People complain, well, the arena's all the way in Canada. Yeah, but you know what, man? I'm from Ottawa. I'm from the east end of Ottawa. It, it couldn't get much further than that from the arena. And it still is not that bad of a truck. I mean, getting to the arena from here, for example, to Rogers Place is a maybe 10-minute drive. Uh, but by the time I get even close to the arena with the traffic, it's still taking me about half an hour to get to my parking spot. So, I mean, that's one of the big things people are complaining about. Yeah, we want an upgraded arena. It would be awesome to have a downtown arena. Uh, it, it would be fun. 
But at the end of the day, man, people just need to go buy tickets, go to the games, and and forget the whole Melnick thing. I mean, you you want to keep your star players there, but you got to give them a reason to stay there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Although having the downtown arena is a definite huge plus. Like I used to live in Toronto, and uh, being able to take transit to the game, like reliably take transit to the game, Mm -hmm. not if you get if you miss the only bus, you're screwed. Transit that Ottawa has. Well, you can stay out as long as you want and drink and have fun after the game. Well, okay, so you cannot stay out and drink. Well, you can in Canada, depends. But the misconception, <laughs> the misconception of uh, the busing out there, there are shuttle buses from all major uh, bus stations in Ottawa that go to the arena for the games. You can go to any bus station, major bus station in the city, and it'll take you to the game. So when people are like, "Well, I don't want off the bus all over there," you missed your bus. There's a lot of shuttles that go out there. But yes, as far as wanting to party after, if you're going to party in Canada, you better make sure you got somewhere to stay in Canada. Yeah. Like, I used to live downtown Ottawa, and just getting to the arena was a pain in the ass. Crap, would you take the old 95 or the old 97? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then just pray all the transit way. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, the arena's out of its way. There's... There's a lot going on over there, but we should be still doing our part to support mm-hmm. the players. I mean, you people are like, well, we want Stone to stay. Well, give Stone a reason to stay. Uh, you want Duchesne to stay. I mean, the odds of Duchesne staying aren't that high. He doesn't want to be on the team rebuilding, but let's try and give him a better reason. Be like, come on, man, stay here. We support you, right? I don't know. Yeah. So, Joseph, it's been a real honor to have you back on the show, and I know that you have changed your Twitter handle in the last couple of days, so... Where can the people find you on Twitter, and where can they also find the Fourth Line Podcast and Nosebleed Sports? It's uh, my Twitter handle is at my hockey talks, and uh, for it's nosebleeds.com and fourthlinepodcast.com for my articles. Awesome. Well, Joseph, nice. I guess we got to say goodnight for another night, eh, bud. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for having me on last week as a co-host, uh, and thanks for the interview today. And like I said, man, I'm more than happy to come on. Uh, as long as you guys don't, you know, give me shit and surprise questions like, hey, how was the hot seat? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was on Tim. That was on Tim, not me. It was premeditated. <laughs> yeah, I know that. <laughs> now. It's all funny games. No worries, boys. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Yeah. Have a gooder. Cheers. Boy, Tim, that was really great getting a chance to talk to Joseph again. Mm-hmm. Well, without yeah, out of the way, I guess on. it's time to head into the close, eh, bud? Yeah, yeah. First of all, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Third Line Plug Sensecast. I hope you enjoyed it, because believe me, Tim and I loved recording it for you. You can find us on iTunes. Please listen, rate, and subscribe. We are on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash thirdlineplugsensecast. And because our bot Dave made the mention, we are on Google Play Music. You can find us on Twitter, at Third Line Plug is our Twitter handle. Tim is at M901HoneyBadger, and I'm at GreatWhiteGipster, gr 8 wate Gipster, if you want to choose the email to talk about our interview with Joseph Saints and more, choose an email. ThirdLinePlugSensecast at gmail.com. Until next time, guys, I am your host, Taylor Gibson. And this has been Tim Jancy. Go Sens, guys.
my time, it is up. They're going home.